Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnards on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Uh, uh. Yeah, Emilio's here, and uh, we're joining you here today to continue our uh, series where we explore the uh, NBA and ABA players who wore particular uniform numbers. We began this series by uh, digging into uh, the magic number of 55, and we now will be exploring another double-digit number, 77. Yes, we will. And, um, yeah, and we'll just run down the list here. I mean, center, power, forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard. Yeah, that's how we do it on this show. We uh, come up with a uh, starting lineup, all-time team of uh, of guys who have worn number 77 in their career. I think, uh, you know, like with the 55ers, we uh, – I certainly weighted it a bit more towards guys who wore 77 a little bit more extensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a couple of guys who just wore it briefly. And, you know, I mean, we're considering them because there's only 14 players who have ever worn number 77 in the NBA or ABA. But, uh, yeah, put a little more weight on those guys who have shown a bit more commitment to the uh, double seven. All right, let's get started here, Mills. Yeah. At center, who'd you have? Yeah, I had George Mirazan. George Murison. Now, this is uh, an unforgettable player. Uh, tallest guy who ever played in the league. Yeah, I mean, tied with Newt Bull yeah. at 7'7", seven, seven, um, 330, so, I mean, 303 um, pounds. And he is, um, he's actually solid, one of the most improved player in 94-95. And, I mean, put up 9.8 points per game for his career, 6.4 rebound. I got up to 14 um, 0.5 points per game, 6.9 rebounds a game. So, I mean, in that 95-96 season, he had a pretty good season. Yeah, actually one uh, most improved player uh, that year with the uh, with the Bullets. Uh, yeah, taken with the uh, 30th overall pick in the uh, 1993 NBA draft out of Romania. Uh, of course, wore that 77 because uh, he's 7'7", seven seven, the classic uh, number, uh, uh, reason to wear a number, uh, like Sean Bradley's uh, 76. Um yeah, I mean, an unforgettable player. I mean, a guy who, uh, you know, famously starred in uh, in a movie with uh, the actor Billy Crystal called uh, My Giant. Uh, that's one of his nicknames on uh, Basketball Reference. Uh, shout out Basketball Reference. Also, uh, Gita, uh, one of his uh, nicknames. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And he's from Romania. Absolutely. Worth uh, worth mentioning that. So not not a super extensive uh, career from George Murison, just uh, 307 regular season games. Uh, dabbled a little bit in the playoffs, too. Just uh, three games there. Uh, in the playoffs for him, but um, uh, unforgettable to be sure. Uh, yeah, guy who uh, definitely uh, was a very popular player during his time in the league. I mean, you see that a little bit with uh, the likes of uh, Taco Fall now. Sometimes these uh, really, really enormous guys, Boban Marjanovic, uh, become pretty popular uh, just due to their size. And uh, you know, people are amazed. I think that uh, someone who's that large can be uh, as coordinated as someone like uh, George Morrison. Yeah, and I've actually. Um... Never mind, actually. Um, so, um, did you have him at center as well? I did have him at center as well. Actually, uh, worth mentioning, he played in overseas as well, played in France and uh, in his uh, native uh, Romania uh, briefly. Um, also, uh, worth mentioning that uh, his son, a uh, walk on with the, uh, the Georgetown Hoyas uh, for a time uh, last decade. Um, how, I wonder how tall he is. Um, but yeah, uh, actually, has another son, Victor, who is apparently part of the uh, Hoyas even now. So, uh, you know, his legacy, uh, the Morrison legacy in basketball, lives on in uh, in the Morrison children. Yeah. So, uh, you want to move on to power forward? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Mills, who do you have at power forward on your squad? 
I had Andrea or Andrea Bargnani. All right, let's talk about uh, Andrea Bargnani. Yeah, um, he is uh, not bad. Um, or he's actually pretty good. I mean, number one overall pick in the uh, 2006 NBA draft, all rookie team uh, that year in his um, rookie season. And um, this guy is a uh, he's pretty good. Um, I mean, got up to 21.4 points per game, averaged 14.3 points per game for his career. And, I mean, he, uh, he could definitely fill it up. Definitely. I mean, scoring was one of uh, Andrea Bargnani's uh, better uh, characteristics, better traits uh, as an NBA player. Taken uh, number one overall yeah. in the uh, 2006 NBA draft. Uh, that might look like a little bit of a mistake when you see uh, players who were taken after him in the, uh, in the draft, obviously, with Marcus Aldridge. Uh, uh, the uh, the second pick, but uh, there were quite a few players who performed at a higher level than Andrea Bargnani over the course of their careers. Um, you can take a look at, uh, at the likes of uh, Brandon Roy or Rudy Gay or, uh, you know, J.J. Redick, uh, Rajon Rondo, Kyle Lowry. I mean, plenty of players taken yeah. uh, well after Andrea Bargnani, but he had... Um, P.J. Tucker. Had a lot going for him. Definitely, I mean, Paul Mitzah taken lead in that draft as well. Uh, Bargnani uh, taken kind of at the height of... Um, the uh, uh, interest in, in European players uh, in the NBA, guy who obviously didn't play in college. Actually, a lot of these guys didn't play in uh, in, in American colleges, um, but made his way over to the uh, to the Raptors. Actually, starting his career in Canada and playing there for quite a few years, first seven years of his career before uh, bouncing around a little bit uh, down the end uh, around New York City. Actually, uh, just going from the from the Knicks to the Nets yeah. uh, to finish out his career. I felt like I uh, had to get him on the team, but I couldn't put George Muir on a power forward. And so I just put this guy forward. He only wore um, 77 for two years, but I thought he was um, pretty deserving as one of the best players to wear 77. Yeah, also wore a little, uh, a little seven, a little nine. Uh, yeah, wore, wore that 77 with the uh, with the Knicks. I, I do remember that from uh, not not too long ago, just wrapping up his NBA career in the 2015-2016 uh, season. Yeah. So um, who you got at um, Battle? Yeah, so I, I did not uh, did not have uh, Andrea Bargnani. I actually went with uh, Ursan Ilyasova, the first uh, active player we're uh, talking about on this episode. Yeah, I think um, you could go with Ursan, but uh, I think I think you should go with um, with that guy, the guy we were talking about before. Because oh, Andrea Bargnani, the guy who you picked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I figured that would actually be uh, your call at Power Forward because uh, you just said that. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like just Ursan's not quite as good. As he was, and he only wore it for two years as well, seventy-seven. But yeah, I mean, Ursan Ilyasova definitely can put up some numbers. Uh, Ursan Ilyasova, you're right. Uh, not not a guy who's worn uh, seventy-seven extensively. Actually, more of a seven wear through uh, more of his career. Is actually worn uh, nineteen, twenty-three as well. But uh, actually, wearing seventy-seven right now, which uh, kind of did yeah. uh, push me. Push it over the top a little bit for me, but I was always, I've always been a big uh, Ursan Ilyasova fan, guy who actually yeah I mean, broke into the league at age nineteen and uh, still going. Yeah, I mean he played with the Bucks for a lot of his career, and I think he wore seventy seven there. Um, oh, only for one year actually with the Bucks. Um, but yeah, I just feel like yeah, I don't know. Uh, so taken with the thirty uh, sixth overall pick in the second round of the uh, two thousand five NBA draft out of Turkey. Uh, it's a 6'9", uh, 235 guy, uh, mostly played at power forward, has mostly played at power forward, still uh, in the league, as we mentioned. Uh, nickname uh, Turkish Thunder, according to uh, uh, basketball reference. Uh, pretty solid name there. What I really uh, think of when I think of Ersan Ilyasova is a, uh, a versatile player. I mean, a guy who, who can pop some threes, 
just under 37% shooter from three for his career. Not huge volume. But a guy who's been around for quite some time, 825 regular season games to this point, is also featured in the playoffs a bit, 51 regular season games so far, or excuse me, 51 playoff games so far. We'll see if he factors in at all with the Jazz uh, this year. Obviously, didn't play a ton with them. But a big-time rebounder is, is really the thing I remember most about uh, Ursan Eliasov, a guy who was capable of getting up to uh, some pretty significant uh, totals early in his career especially. Uh, actually got up to uh, as many as uh, 25 rebounds in a game uh, once upon a time uh, back in the 2011-2012 uh, season with the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. And, I mean, he got up to 34 points a game. So, I mean, that's also pretty good. And um, That 25-rebound game, he had 29 points as well. So, that, that's that's really an eye-popping uh, and, uh, game And he right had there. 13 offensive rebounds and 12 defense. So, really spread out. And, I mean, did he get 13 offensive rebounds? Really, really tenacious rebounder. And also, uh, you got to mention when you're talking about Ersan Ilyasova, a guy who loves to draw charges. One of the uh, premier charge drawers during his time in the league. Absolutely. Loves to sacrifice the body. And I, I think a pretty solid uh, uh, guy to have on your squad as, as a you know, guy who can play a couple different positions, uh, pretty physical, is willing to do the dirty work. Good player. Uh, I was always happy to have Ersan Ilyasova on the squad. He was a, a piston briefly. Uh, just for 52 games back in the 2015-2016 season, and uh, I was pleased to have him. Yeah, I mean, why not? And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't think you should have him on here, but, yeah. Uh, worth mentioning, he's played a bit overseas as well, played in his uh, native Turkey as well as in uh, in Spain, uh, and obviously has had this really long uh, NBA career too, which, uh, who knows, may continue, but, uh, you know, he's reaching – probably reaching the end, uh, getting close to the end at uh, age 33, and uh, went unsigned for a whole bunch of this season before joining the Jazz. Yeah. But hey, he might get a ring out of it or something. I mean, he's on the Jazz right now. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff for uh, Ersan Ilyasova. All right, so let's keep it moving here, Mills. Uh, who did you have at the three? I had Vladimir Rodmanovich. Vladimir Rodmanovich, one of the uh, 77 wearers who uh, has played the most in the league, 737 regular season games, having been taken with the uh, 12th overall pick. In uh, 2001. Vlad Brad, I mean, all rookie team from Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina, yep. Yep, and I mean, he is um, pretty good, actually. I mean, um, uh, eight points per game for his career, but I mean, got up to 12 points per game in his early days with the um, Sonics, and I mean, played up to pretty recently. I mean, his career ended in 2012-2013 um, and as a hardcore um, 77 war. Yeah, I did wear 77 for a lot of his career. I mean, dabbled briefly with uh, with 7 and 10 at times, but uh, definitely into the 77s. A lot of these uh, players in this episode from uh, Eastern Europe, uh, definitely, definitely yeah, some... Yeah, that's uh, what I was going to say. I was, like, noticing, like, most of them have, like, are, like almost everybody who's won 77 is from Europe. It is a pretty like somewhere overseas. Pretty interesting, yeah. I mean, I think there's something to uh, the idea that a lot of American players who have come up through the college system are used to wearing, you know, numerals uh, zero through five on their jerseys. You know, because that's what's necessary in college. You can't wear six, seven, eight, or nine in uh, the American college system. So maybe some of the guys who are are wearing those, you know, numbers, uh, you know, six, seven, eight, and nine are coming from overseas. Uh, at least a larger percentage of them. But definitely notable looking at these guys. Uh, so. Vladimir Romanovich, only uh, 40 years old right now, uh, wrapping up his uh, NBA career at age 32, but uh, got in 737 regular season games, so pretty extensive run for uh, Vladimir Romanovich. Yeah. Also, a uh, good shooter. I mean, that, that's one of the main things I remember about watching him ball, uh, just under 38% on threes for his career, 
not not an amazing scorer inside the arc, but uh, definitely a guy who was capable of contributing some spacing, some size at uh, at six ten, uh, two twenty seven, and uh, yeah, I mean just a you know solid NBA contributor for uh, for quite a few years, and uh, yeah, I mean cool nickname, and I mean Vlad Rad as you mentioned. Uh, made a good impression upon entering the league. And, uh, you know, as the 12th pick in the draft, pretty solid, I would yeah. say. Uh, yeah, if, if not uh, not incredible in any particular area. Uh, also played a bit in uh, in Yugoslavia. This is like way back in the day when Yugoslavia existed, back in the 90s, uh, before making the move to the NBA. And, um, yeah, played uh, played for, uh, you know, Serbia uh, and uh, Montenegro at, uh, at international tournaments as well. So, uh, yeah, I... I Significant uh, international career, as well as a uh, domestic one for uh, Vladimir Radmanovich. Yeah, I mean, another player on this episode actually from Montenegro. Um, Great point. Yeah, and uh, so he, he made my squad as well at the three. Nice. Um, Who do so you have at the two? This I is had, the trickiest position, I think. I had, um, I think his his um, his Julian Stone. Julian Stone. Wow. Okay. So we're going, we're getting a deep cut here on this episode. Yep. Well, I thought um, that uh, he was like the only like player who was actually shooting. Fair enough. So tell us a little bit about Julian Stone. I mean, this is a rare opportunity to uh, chat about Julian Stone on a podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, um, he's okay, I guess. I mean, one point, one points per game for his career, only played 70 games and actually played like 2011 through 2014 and then took a break and just came back in 2017 and was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to come back. He's, he's like LeBron. He can just come back whenever he wants or something. Or like Jordan. He just like, eh, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to go play baseball. Well, he actually played overseas uh, in Italy during uh, during that time uh, between NBA seasons uh, during those uh, uh, 2014 through uh, 2017 seasons, but uh, did make an appearance back in uh, in 2017, 2018, 23 games with the uh, with the Hornets. Um, yeah, so he's not eligible yet for the uh, for the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's gonna make it, so but. I don't think he really has to worry about that. But, yeah, I thought I sh- should probably put him in here. I mean, 6'6", six, six, point guard and shooting guard. So, I think – th- I just thought, like, the only real shooting guard. So, that's why I put Yeah, I could definitely see that. I, I struggled finding a shooting guard as well. Uh, an attendee of uh, UTEP, uh, University of Texas at El Paso. And, um, interestingly, I mean, uh, there are probably, probably plenty of players who have this, uh, this going on. But uh, – his career averages 1.1 points per game, 1.1 rebounds per game, 1.1 assists per game. Pretty cool. And, um, <laughs> you got to like that. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't have too much more to say about Julian Stone. Did, did a lot of work in the uh, in, in the G League as well. And, um, yeah, just a relatively brief run in the NBA, although he did uh, manage to get into uh, some playoff games as well. Yeah. Played uh, four playoff games during his uh, stint with the, uh, with the Nuggets across uh, two seasons. So, uh, you know, good work out of Julian Stone. Only uh, only 32 right now, and uh, and he's still playing in Italy at the moment. So definitely yeah. a professional baller uh, right now. Yeah. So um, who do you have that on your shrinker? Yeah. So I had uh, I had Sasha Pavlovich. Now I know his uh, his Wikipedia page has him listed as uh, Alexander uh, Pavlovich. Not trying to uh, dictate what name he should go by by any means. When he was in the NBA, better known as uh, Sasha Pavlovich. This guy with a more extensive career, certainly than uh, than Julian Stone, but uh, no, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I, I must not have noticed him that he um, was listed as shooting guy. I definitely would have put him over Julian. Stone. 
Fair enough. I and mean, we're going to talk about Julian Stone anyway, so no, no worries. Uh, taken with the uh, 19th overall pick in the uh, 2003 NBA draft, same year as, uh, you know, LeBron. Yeah. Uh, well, only only 18 picks after. Yeah. 6'8", uh, <laughs> uh, 220. So a guy who, who, you know, had the size certainly to swing between the two and the three. And I think occasionally the four as well. Uh, not a guy who wore 77 that extensively, really just wore it with the uh, with the Celtics during his time there. Uh, played with the Celtics for, uh, I think, 62 games across uh, two seasons or parts of two seasons uh, late in his career. Guy who was most memorable for uh, having played on the uh, LeBron uh, Cavs, the first version of them, which is probably why uh, LeBron jumped to mind, uh, aside from having been taken in the same draft. Um, actually made the finals with, uh, with, with those LeBron Cavs back in uh, 2007. So, um, you know, part of a team that was uh, pretty significant in NBA history despite uh, not getting a title that time. Yeah. Uh, 567 regular season games, 142 of those uh, being starts. And uh, as you mentioned, not a, a big-time scorer or anything like that, but a guy who was a credible um, shooter of the three ball, shot almost 35% on, uh, you know, very low volume, but, you know, enough of a threat to uh, space the floor at least a little bit and uh, got up to as many as nine points per game at his best in that 2006-2007 uh, season where he actually started 28 games and, uh, you know, pl played a significant role on that uh in that playoff run actually started every game of the uh, Cavs playoff run in uh, that 2007 uh series or 2007 yeah. playoffs uh anything else you want to say about uh about uh sasha pavlovich i mean played played a bit overseas as well i mean has played in, in greece as well as in uh in serbia uh, over the course of his career as you mentioned uh from uh from montenegro yeah and um yeah and he is uh he's not bad yeah, definitely wore uh, wore number seventy seven uh, at at a point in his career. All right, so let's move on to uh, to the point guard. I think we know which uh, which direction we're going here. Uh, the inspiration for this episode, the most prominent number seventy seven wearer in the league today, and Luka uh, Doncic. Yeah, yeah, Luka Doncic. So let's talk a little bit about him. Yeah, I mean, on the Dallas Mavericks right now, and I mean, he's just a great player, two time All Star, Rookie of the Year. All. 2019, 2020 All NBA, 2018, 2019 All Rookie Team, and that's after three seasons. Yeah, I mean he's 22 right now. I mean he's he like just turned 22 in February, so uh, there's a lot to come from uh, Luka Doncic. But I mean his accomplishments already are uh, really, really remarkable. I mean you mentioned his NBA accomplishments. I mean this guy was also the Euroleague MVP and the Euroleague Final Four MVP and a Euroleague champion. Euroleague first team, all this in 2018 when he was uh, how old? This is three years ago now, so he was uh, he was 18 when he was putting up those uh, those numbers. Yeah. Uh, in the Euroleague, this is against uh, full grown men. This is like the top league in Europe, the uh, second best league in the world, and uh, Luka Doncic, uh, he's that good. I mean, like you know, there was a lot a lot of talk uh, before he made the leap to the NBA from uh, from having played overseas. You know, how good is this guy actually going to be when he gets to the league? You know, can he, uh, you know, is his, uh, is his body going to be in, in the kind of shape that it needs to be to uh, maximize his talents? And uh, I think after uh, after three seasons, uh, and he obviously in the midst of a uh, playoff run right now, uh, actually has a huge game uh, coming up tonight against the against the Clippers in, uh, in L.A. Um, yeah, he's answered every question, I would say. Yeah. The answer is all then yes. Yes. Uh, famously. Uh, See, I told you. What's that? <laughs> the answer is always yes. Yeah, uh, famously <laughs> traded on, on on draft night in uh, 2018 for uh, for Trey Young and, uh, and and a pick as well. That turned into Cam Reddish. 
Yeah. And uh, boy, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, as great as Trey Young has been, I mean, that's, uh, you know, a franchise defining trade for the Mavericks, I would say. Yeah. But I mean, Trey Young and Cam Reddish, I mean, I feel like the Hawks can still feel a little, I mean, they can't feel like horrible. I mean, they have Trey Young. Yeah, I mean, you could do a whole lot worse than uh, than Trey Young and Cam Reddish. There's no question about it. I mean, Trey Young, a star in his own right. But uh, Luka Doncic, I mean, you know, his size, I, I think, I mean, as, as much as anything else, I mean, at 6'7", 230, uh, really just brings the whole package together. I mean, like, there's nothing you can do with uh, with Luka Doncic, a guy who's capable of playing a whole bunch of different positions on uh, and matching up with different guys on defense. I mean, he's really one of these guys who's hard to characterize in terms of what position he plays. He's the primary ball handler and the guy who's uh, – is going to be in charge of uh, of the offense pretty much every trip down, yeah. and uh, just an impossible matchup. I mean, you look at his uh, his usage for his career. This really jumps off the page at you. Uh, led the NBA in usage this year with thirty six percent usage. He's using thirty six percent of uh, Mavericks possessions when he's on the court, and uh, that's even lower than it was last year. And in the playoffs, it jumps up even more, where he's at uh, 40, almost forty two percent usage in the uh, playoff run they're currently on right now. Luka is the focal point of the Mavericks offense and their team and the engine of their success. And uh, the reason why the Mavericks uh, prospects look really good in uh, the years going forward. Yeah. Uh, Luka, I mean, truly an amazing player. And I mean, you should probably mention his, uh, his buzzer. Yeah. I was watching it live and I was rooting for the other team, but it was so good. Um, Mills, a, a huge fan of, uh, of the buzzer beaters, and uh, Luca already has a, a, a big one to his name uh, from the bubble last season. Yeah, had one like a floater three this season. Yeah, I mean, this guy really just has a, a magical quality about him, and uh, look forward to watching him for a great many years. And who knows? I mean, this guy's young enough that uh, if you make it all the way to the league, Luca might be waiting for you. Yeah, maybe. All right, so let's uh, let, let's run down our, our squads here quickly, and we can come back in just a moment and uh, talk about the other players who uh, have done the uh, 77. Yeah, I had um, Senator George Mirosan, power forward, Andrea Bogiani, um small forward, Vladimir Radmanovich, Radmanovich um, shooting guard, Julian Stone, and point guard, Luka Doncic. Yeah, and I had uh, center George Morrison, power forward Ersan Ilyasova, small forward Vladimir Radmanovic, shooting guard Sasha Pavlovich, and point guard Luka Doncic. We'll be back in just a moment. We're back to uh, continue talking about the guys who have worn uh, number 77 through the uh, NBA and ABA history. Uh, let's. Uh, where, where do you want to go next here, Mills? Let's go to um, Demar- Demari Cowler. Um, Demari Carroll. I love this guy's nickname. Junkyard dog. Yeah, junkyard dog or uh, JYD 2.0. That's another <laughs> one that he's uh, he's got. Uh, so Demari Carroll with a uh, pretty impressive NBA career o- overall. I think uh, hasn't worn number seventy seven that much though in his career. Only one, or one time, and I think that's probably why we didn't have him on the team. Uh, definitely the reason I didn't really consider Demari Carroll too seriously. Uh, just wore number 77 with the Spurs in the uh, 2019-20 season. Just 15 games, actually, during that season. So not really much of a 77 guy, but uh, worth discussing anyway. A uh, guy who attended both Vanderbilt and Missouri uh, was taken with the uh, 27th pick in the uh, 2009 NBA draft, so down the bottom of the first round by the Grizzlies, and uh, had a really good run in the league. I mean, he might be done at this point. I know he was uh, kicking around, uh, I think it was with the Clippers, uh, 
uh, in the bubble, but I, I don't recall actually whether it was with the Clippers or not. But um, excuse me, with, with the Rockets, I remember that, that's right. He couldn't get off the bench with the with the Rockets during the bubble last year, but um, I, I, I has had an impact during his career for sure. I mean, the guy who's uh, especially with the Nets. Well, I mean, I think with I think of him mostly with the Hawks, honestly. I mean, oh, I, I do because uh, yeah. it was in video games. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So uh, 6'6", 215, so, you know, a guy who was able to uh, D up some of the uh, better wing players in the league. I mean, a guy who was a LeBron, you know, matchup in, uh, in the Hawks battles with the, uh, with, with the Cavs. Uh, part of some really good teams. I mean, both uh, with, the, uh, with, with the Jazz as well as with the, uh, uh, with the Hawks. But, I mean, the Hawks, Hawks especially, I mean, moving over there and, and starting a whole bunch of games with the Hawks during his career, uh, 142 out of his 143 games as uh, starts with the Hawks and um, you know, 578 regular season games in the league, 339 of those as starts and a guy who was kind of, um, you know, not an amazing shooter. I mean, shot under uh, 36% from three uh, for his career and not, not a big time scorer, not a guy who was relied upon for that, but uh, a tenacious defender and a, a good teammate guy who was, uh, I think you could feel pretty confident having out there. Yeah. Definitely uh, think of him more as a uh, guy who wore number five, but obviously uh, dabbled in a whole bunch of different numbers during his career from zero to one to three to five to nine to nine and uh, and, and 77, uh, which is why, of course, he's on this episode. But a, a, a relentless player. I mean, a guy who was really tough, and that's why he got that junkyard dog uh, nickname, willing to do the dirty work, doing willing to do the things that were required to uh, help his team to, uh, to victories. Uh, worth noting as well that he's actually the uh, – uh, nephew of uh, Mike Anderson, currently the uh, the coach at uh, St. John's. That's a junkyard dog uh, a shout out right there. All right, so let's move on to another guy who played uh, pretty recently in the NBA, in uh, Joffrey Laverne, a guy who is a hardcore 77er. Ooh, this guy is nice. I mean, 500.3 points per game for his career. 200 rebounds a game, 300 assists per game. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. It but... All right. Uh, played uh, 208 <laughs> regular season games uh, between ages uh, 23 and 26 with the uh, the Nuggets, the uh, the Thunder, the Bulls, and the Spurs. Uh, we're in 77 in every one of those spots. A, is a, uh, a big man, uh, 6'11", 220, uh, taken with the 55th overall pick. Respect in the, uh, in the 2013 NBA draft by the Grizzlies. And uh, not an especially notable career. I mean, I know he's a frequent foil of uh, uh, podcast host uh, Danny LaRue, like to joke about him not belonging in the league. And uh, he is, in fact, out of the league at this point. So uh, it, it finally did come true. Uh, not, not a particularly notable run aside from wearing his uh, number 77, I would say. Yeah. Uh, continuing to, uh, to play overseas uh, right now uh, in the Lithuanian League. Yeah, I mean – Cool for him. He plays with the Zalgiris. Um, uh, uh, Zalgiris Kaunas, maybe? Something, yeah. something like that? Yeah, and probably still putting up those monster numbers I was looking Yeah, so uh, that's uh, that, that's a story with, uh, with with Joffrey Laverne. Not really a guy I consider too seriously for uh, for, for this squad, but certainly worth, uh, worth mentioning, as he's clearly a lover of uh, the number 77. Let's also mention uh, John Mankin. Now, this guy, not a current player. This guy uh, balled out quite some time ago. Uh, played back at the uh, the dawn of the BAA in the uh, 1946 season. Played through uh, 1953, wrapping his career up with the uh, with the Celtics in the NBA. Uh, but wore number 77 with uh, the Indianapolis Jets of the BAA back in uh, 
1948-49 and uh, probably the first wearer of number 77 in uh, organized basketball. Yeah, and I actually organized professional basketball. And he actually died on um, your uh, 18th birthday, I think. He sure did. Died uh, died back in the year 2000. Uh, an attendee of uh, Georgetown, of course, not uh, not drafted because uh, there was no draft back when uh, John Mankin came into the mix. Known as uh, Long John, according to uh, Basketball Reference, probably a reference to uh, his height, a six eight guy, uh, two hundred and twenty pounds, out of uh, out of Georgetown, as I mentioned, uh, New Jersey native. Yeah, um, let's also mention Johnny O'Brien. Let's uh, mention Johnny O'Brien. Uh, what would you like to say about him? Um, his nickname is J O B, and he's on Turk Telecom right now. And but actually, I mean, put in the, up, in the uh, Turkish league, yeah, yeah, Turkish league, and um, actually put up some numbers in the um, in the NBA. Yeah, a guy who banged around in the league for a little bit. I mean, he's a big six nine, uh, two fifty seven, so some some pretty good size for uh, Johnny O'Brien. Uh, attended LSU and was taken with the thirty uh, sixth pick in the twenty fourteen draft. Only wore 77 for a uh, brief period of time, just uh, one year with the uh, the Bucks back in 2015-2016. Uh, also wore uh, number three, number nine, and number eight during his career. Yeah, not especially notable. I mean, really, you know, kind of uh, has that profile of a uh, backup big who just, uh, you know, man managed to uh, play uh, just about 11 and a half minutes per game over the course of his 147 career games, uh, 19 of those being starts, uh, most of those being at the beginning of his run. Uh, a guy who's who's had some more success overseas, I think. I mean, playing in, in Europe with uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv, which you mentioned on the podcast previously in, in uh, Israel. And um, yeah, uh, having some success in the EuroLeague, as you mentioned, he's currently playing in the uh, Turkish Basketball Super League. So I wonder if he ever played against Luka. Uh, good question. I mean, they, they may have, have run into one another, uh, uh, you know, participating in, uh, in, in the European, um, in the EuroLeague. So yeah, that's a good question. And uh, perhaps we can dig into that in a future episode to see if we can find out what players played against Luca in the uh, in the Euro League. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, Johnny O'Brien, uh, not really a strong consideration for me on uh, in terms of making the squad, but um, definitely a guy who wore seventy-seven, if only briefly. Let's also mention uh, Vincent Poirier. Now, this guy you might remember as a Celtic from uh, not oh, too long yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, wore number seventy-seven with the Celtics. Uh, he could be going for a title this year. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think he's actually playing overseas at the moment, but, uh, he's actually on, uh, on Real Madrid, uh, currently, but, uh, d definitely played some with the, uh, with the Sixers, uh, even earlier this season. Yeah. So maybe he, um, maybe he's going to get that right. Yeah. Vincent Poirier, another European, I mean, a guy from France who, uh, you know, obviously is playing over in, uh, in, in Spain right now with Real Madrid. He's only and, uh, 27. Maybe. Only 27, so you never know. You might see him uh, back in the NBA, although I wouldn't count on it because, uh, you know, has uh, participated in the in the league here in his age 26 and 27 season and uh, really has had a hard time getting off the bench so far. Yeah. Just uh, 32 regular season games, no starts, and uh, averaging just uh, 5.3 minutes per game so far during his uh, his NBA run. So it uh, might just be a brief cup of coffee for uh, Vincent Poirier, but, hey, 32 NBA games is a lot more than most people. It's a lot more than anybody. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's also mention, uh, as we're getting down to the end of these uh, uh, 77 wearers, uh, Carlisle Towery. He's listed on basketball reference as uh, Blackie Towery. I don't know if that's a, uh, a racist term, so rather uh, shy away from that one. But um, Blackie Towery uh, did play a bit in the uh, in, in the BAA and NBA back in the, uh, in the 1940s. Yeah, I mean... Solid player he was, and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, he could have made our team a shooting guard, but he wasn't a shooting guard, so he didn't make a team. Unfortunately, he passed away at the age of 92 on November 25th, 2012. Good long run, though, for uh, for Carlisle Towery. That, that's how he's listed on uh, on Wikipedia, going with that uh, that name here. Uh, interestingly, it was actually a teammate of, uh, of John Mankins on the uh, Indianapolis Jets, so the two of them both wore number 77 in the same season. What? With uh, with the Indianapolis Jets back in 48-49. Uh, I wonder if that wasn't them. I mean, it's unlikely they were both wearing it at the same time. This is probably a situation where uh, one of them was wearing it for part of the season and another was wearing it for the other part of the season. Uh, but pr- pretty interesting stuff there from uh, uh, these two. Yeah, I Indianapolis mean, Jets. Blackie Towery wasn't on the team for the whole year. Right. So, yeah, it, it, entirely possible that that number uh, changed hands uh, during the season. But, I mean... You got to give him credit. I mean, he and John Mankin, the two, the first two guys to wear uh, 77 in yeah. uh, NBA or ABA basketball. Uh, worth mentioning as well that uh, Carlisle Towery, uh, his uh, 40, his number 42, uh, retired by uh, his alma mater, Western Kentucky, back in uh, 2003. Yeah, that's pretty good for him. And um, it was before he died, so he got to experience it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Glad uh, glad it worked out that way in terms of the timing. And uh, let's wrap up this episode by mentioning another player with whom I uh, have some familiarity in uh, Jake Voskel. This guy uh, wore uh, number 77 down the end of his career. Yeah. Uh, 6'11", uh, 245 center out of uh, UConn, was actually a member of uh, a championship team at UConn in 1999. Uh, played alongside uh, Rip Hamilton on that uh, title team. And uh, hung around the NBA for a while. 450 regular season games for Jake Voskel, having been taken with the uh, 33rd overall pick uh, near the top of the second round in uh, 2000. Uh, anything to say about Jake Foskell? I mean, this guy uh, played a bit with uh, with the Bulls, with the Suns, with uh, the Bobcats, with the Bucks, and uh, wrapped up his career wearing number 77 with the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that, that's certainly something you can say uh, about it. A uh, guy who has a uh, very big feet, according to his Wikipedia page, uh, wears a size 17 sneaker. That's pretty cool. Agreed. And a uh, guy who got uh, 93 starts in, in his uh, 450 regular season games in the league. So uh, definitely uh, got out there on the court despite uh, uh, not being a tremendously skilled uh, player. Big man for sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, unless uh, you got something else, which doesn't seem like you uh, like you do on this episode, we can uh, we can wrap it up there. And uh, uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can uh, reach out to us on uh, on. Uh, Twitter at uh, Barnards on NBA or uh, hit us up with uh, anything you might want to say on, uh, by email at yeah. uh, Barnards on the NBA at gmail.com. And uh, if you look for any other podcasts, feel free to listen to more of our episodes or check out favorites with Aaron Matt. Yes, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for listening. And we'll uh, be back in just a few days with another episode. Bye.